ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! So he kept going forward, and he, you know, eventually 
broke down Andrew Maloney in the tail end of uh, that particular bout, then, you know, seriously was rocking him in the eighth and ninth rounds and then uh, had him in a little bit of trouble in the tenth uh, before getting a good combination down where he was working the body and going upstairs, hitting him with the right hand, and then followed with the left while Maloney was in the ropes and then continued with the flurry until Andrew Maloney went down to the canvas and he did uh, take a count uh, there before he was able to get up and he did get through round 11 and he got through round 12 uh, for the fight to go to the scorecards. But, you know, when the fight went to the scorecards, uh, it was a unanimous decision win for Joshua Franco uh, for him to be the new WBA World Super Flyweight Champion. Uh, you had the scores of 115 to 112 and two scores of 114 to 113 in favor of Joshua Franco. So, if it wasn't for that knockdown in the 11th round, man, this would have ended in a majority draw. And, um, yeah... Not something where Andrew Maloney was, you know, winning that fight. He did not win six rounds in that particular fight. Sorry, but he did not. Um, you know, I felt that Joshua Franco was the one that had the much better performance in this particular bout. Uh, stay consistent throughout the course of the fight. Uh, was able to <laughs> take advantage of the opening that was there um, from Andrew Maloney. That right hand was open pretty much the whole fight, and Joshua Franco took advantage of that, and that's how he was able to get the upper hand and win that particular fight. There was one instance where the right uppercut was really doing some damage to Andrew Maloney, um, but I think pretty much around that ninth and tenth round, uh, Joshua Franco kind of abandoned that uppercut. Uh, Hopefully... You know, I wish they didn't uh, abandon that uppercut, um, you know, because I, I just felt that, you know, he, you know, he had um, had Andrew Maloney, you know, in big trouble right there. He really did. Um, and, and you know, with that, that was kind of uh, something to the point where I felt that he could have actually done something that, to stop Andrew Maloney in that particular bout if he continued with getting into the inside and hitting Andrew Maloney with the right uppercut because Andrew Maloney could not fight Joshua Franco on the inside. There was just nothing that he could really do in that particular instance where he would be able to have the advantage over Joshua Franco. So it was a great, great performance by Joshua Franco to score that win over Andrew Maloney to become 17-1-2 and and win the WBA World Super Flyweight Championship. Now, will they have a rematch here? Probably would. Um, You know, this is, you know, likely a voluntary defense of that WBA title, you know. Um, And I think that is the the, uh, route that is going to happen in this particular instance. They were trying to see if they could set Andrew Maloney up as a mandatory 
to Chocolatito Gonzalez, uh, who is a WBA super champion uh, there as he was able to defeat Talia Fai uh, in um, Texas on uh, February 29th of this year. Uh, but you know, with this uh, particular result of the bout, uh, makes it open for Chocolatito Gonzalez to have a unification bout against Juan Francisco Estrada, uh, something that is a long-awaited bout between those two competitors. Uh, that would be for the WBC and WBA world titles uh, there. So uh, I think this is going to be, you know, very uh, good thing for uh, that to happen. Uh, we'll have to see how that, you know, kind of works out. You do have multiple contenders there in that super flyweight division, including Carlos Quadras and Swizzaket Sorang beside former world champion. So uh, you have, like I said, a good number of fighters within this particular uh, division, but the uh, – Feature bout that we're looking for is, um, you know, Chocolatito Gonzalez versus Juan Francisco Estrada. I'm going to see if I can add in uh, someone into the conversation. Uh, it's from YSM Sports Media. You there with us? I've seen if uh, YSM was able to check in, but uh, I think he may have had um, some connection issues and may. Uh, see if they can uh, get back in uh, here in a little bit. So we're going to try this thing uh, one more time here. Uh, you got me? Yeah. Yo, what's going on? Why some sports media in the building? Not much, man. What's good? Yeah, gentlemen, man. I mean, I was just talking about Andrew Maloney getting beat, <laughs> beat down by Joshua Franco on Tuesday night, man. Um, yeah. And, and, and for, for that to actually be – uh, unanimous decision, but the knockdown being the actual difference from having Franco winning to it being a majority draw, that was just not cool uh, for me, man. Yeah, that was, that was unfortunate. Um, weren't they supposed to start an Americanization? Yeah, there was supposed to be some type of invasion of the Maloney brothers or something like that. Um, you know, coming from a particular uh, boxing person. Um, but on Tuesday, that was not the case, as Joshua Franco was able to break down Andrew Maloney. And I know we you know, we had the conversation during this fight that um, there's nothing really impressive about Andrew Maloney, nothing at all. And that, that certainly showed on Tuesday night. Um, his brother, his brother looked good. Uh, Maloney kept making the same mistake over and over again. When um, when he was in the trenches, he would cover up and he would lean forward, which would make which made him sit up for the uppercut. Yep. And the kid just couldn't. Franco just couldn't miss with. Yeah, he couldn't miss with that uppercut, but he also couldn't miss with that right hook when they were, you know, pretty much at a distance and. You know, that right hook was finding this target multiple times over the course of the fight. Um, but then when Joshua Franco started to go to the body with a lead right and then follow up with another right hook to, you know, upstairs, 
that's when he was able to score that knockdown in the eleventh round, and that ended up being the difference in this in that fight. And yeah, like I was saying, man, there there was no way that Andrew Maloney won six rounds in that fight. No. No, not at all. Not at all. You can tell the only reason why Frankel even got that decision is because he was with uh, a big promoter. He was with Oscar. Because yeah. if you watch the Supernova versus Avery Sparrow fight, Supernova looked like shit. Mm-hmm. Avery Sparrow outboxed Supernova. But a uh, much smaller platform, Supernova gets a decision. And then when they show the copy by stats, I was sitting there like, bro, you ain't going to tell me that Avery Sparrow landed 60 punches and Supernova averaged, um, he landed 122. Like, no one in their right yeah. mind saw that fight and, you know, agreed with those. Yeah, that yeah, that was just way, way off uh, with with what they were uh, saying with those punch sets in that particular fight. There was a co-feature on uh, Thursday night um, to, you know, Jason Maloney uh, winning his particular bout on Thursday. Um, so, I mean, you had those fights. You had uh, Christopher Diaz winning over Jason Sanchez. Uh, Diaz, who did lose to uh, Shakur Stevenson and uh, Masayuki Ito um, earlier in his career. Uh, so he was able to score, you know, those, um, you know, that uh, decision win there on Tuesday. Um, but, yeah, that was, you know, completely different than uh, Thursday where uh, you had you know, Jason Maloney being able to score, you know, his win um, over Leonardo Baez. Uh, just looked like uh, Baez was not, you know, a guy that was coming to really, really win in comparison to, you know, the uh, fight that happened between Joshua Franco and Andrew Maloney. Oh, man. Um, not a little brother. He put him on I gotta give him his props. He looked good. Um, as Christopher, as far as looking the, the most impressive, uh, Christopher Diaz did hands down. Uh, he he looked like he's primed for a shot. He should get another crack. I mean, losing to Shakur Stevenson, I mean, it is what it is, bro. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's an A level. A level prospect, he's a young champion, but at that time he was an A level prospect. Mm-hmm. With with a decorated amateur background, but Diaz Diaz's last fight, you know, I can see him making noise at uh, what is one twenty six, right? Yes. Yeah, I can see him making noise at one twenty six. I definitely could. Yeah, I mean he's. You know, they're kind of like at the bottom of the WBO rankings at this particular point. But he can, you know, get himself uh, built up there in a little bit. Um, I got uh, 202 um, checking in here real quick. 202, what's good with you? 202, you on with us? Uh, It seems like it's not coming in uh, here real, real good. Um, let's see if uh, 202 could uh, get back with us. I'm not sure um, if I could, like, hear him all too well. Um, so, yeah, the thing with Chris Diaz, um, 
you know, we'll see what he uh, does here next in the featherweight division. Um, let me see if I could, you know, do something here with the uh, person that's on the line. 202, you still there? Yeah, this um, Mr. Give Me All the Credit, Mr. Once in a Lifetime, Mr. World Rank. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> Yo, man, what's been good with you, man? been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Just checking in, man. Uh, I just recently got back in, you know, with everything going on, I just recently got back into the boxing Twitter, man, and, you know, you my guy, so I had to check in and see what's going on. Yeah, man, just chilling, man. Um, see, just going through what happened um, through the top-ranked cards uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, um, you know, just didn't, uh, you know, go over the thing for Saturday quite yet. Um, but what did you think about, you know, what happened on Tuesday and Thursday? I didn't catch much of the card on Tuesday. Um, I didn't see uh, any of really any of that card. I know um, Christopher Diaz. I know y'all. I just heard y'all talking about uh, Christopher Diaz. Um, yeah. He um, in one of his most recent fights, he fought uh, Shakur, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he he's kind of like you know he's kind of like on a on a rebuild uh, mode uh, coming off that. But I think him and uh, I think him and uh, Abraham Nova in the same division. I think that would be like a good uh, eliminator type fight. I don't know if top rank would want to do that, but I think that would be a good um, kind of eliminator fight for whoever wins that fight to get a shot at, you know, one of those guys, either it be Burchell or uh, Jamel. Um, but, yeah, uh, he looked good. You know, he fought somebody that uh, I think uh, the guy he fought had fought uh, Valdez, and he gave Valdez a good fight. So uh, it was kind of a, a tough fight. A lot of people was actually expecting uh, the other guy to win. I think it was Sanchez, expecting Sanchez yeah. to win. So, yeah, Diaz coming back. Um, and winning that type of fight shows. Uh, and he was even talking about trying to get back. They were talking, I guess they were talking on the uh, telecast about him getting down to 26 or 22. Mm. Yeah, they was yeah, like, I don't uh, know about was, 22. Yeah, I think they actually said he was trying to get down to 22. Um, he said he would fight. Basically, what they were saying was they were trying to get him just to try to get him any type of title shot. And I know his usual weight is 26 or 30, but I think they even mentioned, like, he's even trying to go down to 22 to um, get a belt if the opportunity arrives. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting if uh, he's able to, you know, get down to that particular uh, point. Um, It just depends on uh, what happens with, um, you know, 122, particularly with uh, Navarrete. Uh, last weekend, um, fighting at 126, and him considering moving up to 126. So you have him moving up to 126, and Shakur Stevenson moving up to 130, then you would have that WBO featherweight title uh, available uh, there at 126. Um, but you know that that possibility of a uh, Christopher Diaz versus Abraham Nova. Um, that might be uh, something that could possibly happen as, um, you know, Diaz did also lose to Masayuki Ito. 
uh, earlier in his career. So that is a possible matchup that could uh, happen. Um, YSM, what what you think about that one? Um, good fights. I'm I'm not sure I'm ecstatic about it, but uh, yeah, those are good. Those are the good fights. I'm not really like yeah. the uh, the low weight division. It, it hasn't been as much action as, as I thought it would be. Uh huh. It seems like uh, unifications are more prevalent in at like 154. 
like I don't, th- I don't think much of. I mean, honestly, like to me, that is the fight. That's the most meaningful fight. But I, to me, I don't think much of Hearn. That, that, like I like his story. I like him as a guy. But like, I don't think he's like, like he fought Roach, and I think he 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 won the fight. But he didn't clearly win that fight. He wasn't dominant. Um, I think he's a, a title to be taken. Like I can see somebody, whoever they put up. Like I know they talking about the Frampton fight or whoever. I just don't see right see much in him. I, I just don't. I just think he's he's a guy that he has that that American uh, Marines background and he could be a sellable piece. But I don't think I don't think he's the guy to carry the torch at one thirty. Now that is the best fight, but I, and you know, I was looking at things about Burchell earlier today. To me, for me to get respect for Burchell, like he's a good fighter, but I think it has to be a lightweight because to me, there's nothing at one thirty. Like even Valdez, Valdez is a good fighter, but coming coming up from featherweight, and I know once this fight happens and if Burchell wins, a lot of people are gonna give him a lot of credit. But to me, beating a featherweight who's coming up, I can't I can't vouch for that. So for me, I think Burchell. Well, I'm going to give him top respect is if he move up to 135. All right. Before we go up to 135, I have another uh, recent or new world champion uh, there for either Burchell or Herring to face, and that's Jojo Diaz. What would you think about those fights? I I like the Diaz fight for... More so for Burchell, but I don't know. I, I guess because Diaz has lost before, it's like he's an afterthought. Like there's really no guy that you know that, and I know loss don't mean a lot. You know, don't mean everything, but clearly Jojo Diaz is a good fighter, but he's not an elite fighter. So we talking about a bunch of just good guys at one thirty. We talking about a, a, a bunch yeah. of B pluses. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, until Shakur gets to 130 or um, these guys move to 135, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, What what do you think about, like, those potential matchups at 130? I like the idea of Burchell at 135. It makes it that much deeper. And let's just be honest, if you're a really big puncher at the weight that you're in, we kind of expect you to move up. Yep. It's like the, the you know, the boxers, the slick fighters. Yeah, we, we kind of give them a pass sometimes on that initial move up. But if, you, if you're wrecking shit in your class, all right, well, we need to see you wreck a guy your size because he's in a big featherweight. Yeah. Big. Shoot that, shoot that. What do you call? 5'7", 5'7", 9? Who, Bertel? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty much around that, around that uh, height. I mean, take, take is 5'5". Five, five. Yep, he is 5'7". So, you do that. Yeah, so, so... So, I'm looking at, I'm looking at the... My bad. I'm looking at the division right now. So, I'm looking at, you got your Bertels, you got your Jojo Diaz, your Tevin Farmers, the Jamel Hearns, and then after that you got your Chris Colbert's, you got your 
it's not, I mean, Oscar Valdez. Um, but after that, I don't really, you know, I don't really see nobody. Then you talk, you talk about prospects. You talk about um, Gabe Flores, but he's, you know, he's several fights away from yeah, anything Gabe really Flores, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you talking about anything? He ain't looking for me in his fight. Yeah, now you're talking about, you know, the Lamont Roaches, the, the um, who else? You know. Yeah, Cancio uh, in that division now. Uh, well, Cancio's in the division. You still have former champ, Kevin Farmer. Um, yeah. But, you know, like we are saying, uh, nobody really stands out. Um, got an, uh, another uh, person on uh, here. Uh, let me see if he could uh, come on here. Uh, Bushido Boxing. What's up, man? Yo, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, chilling, man, chilling. Uh, you know, talking about what's good over at uh one thirty and um, you know, with um Miguel Burchell. Mhm. Yeah, and how that division is not okay. that deep, you know what I mean? Um, you know, we had this fight on Saturday. That was pretty much like an exhibition type of fight or something. I don't know. Uh, they just had him out there to put him on TV. So, but you're on Fox this Saturday? Yeah, man. But oh, it's, it's coming up. Yeah, the thing is, is um, the fights over in Mexico City were, like, held at, like, 11 o'clock Eastern time. So, his actual fight didn't happen until, what, about, like, 12, 30 a.m. Eastern time. So, a bunch of late fights uh, there yeah. over the weekend. We got a stoppage in this fight, but you know, nothing really that you know has been that was all too impressive. They are, you know, they got him set up to fight Oscar Valdez, so um, you know that's what we got in reference to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yo. Uh, so I wanted to ask a question. Okay. Like, oh, you saying but some Bushido? I don't know if he's, uh, you know, cutting in and out or whatnot. That's that Indiana connection, man. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, man. You got you to gotta get closer to Chicago or something. No, no, no. No, no. Somebody keep calling me, man. Like, oh. Me out oh, I got you. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, look, look, 130 is, uh, I mean, um, Like I said, you have uh, yeah, Jono Carroll, Tevin Farmer. And that's another thing. 
Yep. Right after he left PBC. Uh, 
Yeah, so that's what it was. Um, yeah, he was, you know, campaigning there at uh, lightweight, and then you know, eventually went down to uh, super featherweight um, in order to, you know, get himself in position to fight for that uh, super featherweight title. Because I think, yeah, because he, yeah, you were talking about uh, PBC because he had that fight against uh, Shavikov uh, in 2016. Yeah, and that was at lightweight. Yep. Cause that was his first loss, though. Yeah, so. I think he le- he he left PBC and then Top Rank just, you know, they kind of, you know, they put the they, you know, they did the Mar- Marines thing and you know they had the uh, when he fought Ito, wasn't it like it may have been the Fourth of July or whatever year that was or somewhere around that, and they they yeah. kind of uh, yeah they did a little promotion with him and from that point you know they kind of promote him as American hero. Right. So yeah, they had uh, yeah tied all that. Uh, uh, their form. So, so he had that uh, there going down, and then, uh, you know, next coming up uh, here Tuesday is uh, Alex Sosedo, uh You know who, you know, fought Maurice Hooker against uh, Sonny Fredrickson as a main event, and then um, guess they're gonna have Josue Vargas uh, there against Salvador Brasino. And then, um, what is it, July 2nd, we'll try to see if they have that Pedraza-Lespierre fight again, uh, which was, you know, originally scheduled for this previous week. And we get to see Robesi Ramirez going up against Adam Gonzalez in a rematch where uh, Ramirez ended up losing to uh, Gonzalez in his first pro fight. So that's going to be uh, Yo, I got to see that. One. Yo, he dropped him with the first punch. Yeah. Like I'm like, yo, if if Ramirez gets dropped again, man, I'm gonna be like, oh my goodness, dude. Like, nah, if he lose, if he loses to Gonzalez, man, that man, that that'll be it. I think that's gonna be it for him, man. I'm sorry, that might be it. You can't, like, you can't go, you can't get back into it if you losing, you know, twice to <laughs> twice to Gonzalez, man. That's yeah, that's not a good look at all, man. If he if he did that, you know, so so that's you know kind of like what's going on in uh, reference to that. Um, you know, they got a few things set up for uh, matchroom, uh, but that's not until you know August or whatnot. So we'll have to wait like another four weeks plus uh, for matchroom cars to start up, uh, but. Uh, I wanted to get into, you know, the topic at hand uh, for the weekend, for the week, and that is Jarrell Big Baby Miller. Like, oh, man, like, hey, I don't know if it's Jarrell Miller or if it's something with Jerry Forrest, because there's something, like, when you get matched up against Jerry Forrest, something happens. (laughs) Something happens, man. Like, he was supposed to fight, uh, what, on February 29th, I think it was, against um, Marat Gasayev. And Gasayev couldn't even make that fight because he was having issues with his weight. Now you have Jerry Forrest matched up against, uh, you know, Jarrell Miller, and here he is once again getting, you know, uh, the GNC store put in him. I'm like, come on, man. Like, after blowing all the money that you blew for, you know, having the fight, you would have had a fight against Anthony Joshua, 
and you you lose that shot, and now this. Come on, man. Yo, man. Life short, man. You gotta you gotta juice. That's the division, baby. Yeah. Dillian White, Tyson Fury, like a lot of people forget. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, steroids. Yeah. Yeah, and and it it just looks like you know multiple people will end up getting caught, and Real Miller is no different. So that I mean, but how are you gonna have this? You're able to get signed after your suspension. You got suspended for about six to nine months, and then top rank signs you. To actually have you set up to have uh, feature belts on the network on ESPN, and this is what you do? Like I can't believe this guy. I mean, Terrell Miller. He looked like a good guy. He's from Brooklyn, and I would have had him on there. He's good on the mic. He's good in talking trash, but he just can't keep away from the steroids. Like, come on, man. My thing is, they you know they they watching you in particular because you just come off the suspension, so it's like getting fired on your day off. Like right yep. off the suspension. Like, like come on, come on, Craig. Terrible, ter- terrible, terrible, knucklehead, terrible. That, that man, Jarrell Miller is an absolute knucklehead. I mean, how are you gonna have? all of these drugs around you, and you're going to take those drugs, and they done gave you chance after chance after chance. You're just a knucklehead. It's terrible. <laughs> is, it, is it being stupid, or is it on purpose, though? Man, if you're doing it, at like, like this many times, come on, man, it's got to be on purpose. Um, real quick, trying to check in uh, from the 404 area code. What's, up, what's going on? You're on the Boston Source Radio Show. Oh, nothing, man. It's Nas. What's going on with y'all, man? Oh, chillin', man. Chillin', man. What's good? And it's been a minute since I've been able to catch y'all, so glad I caught y'all on today. But, <laughs> hey, man, you got to ease up on the boy, man. Like, what juicing is part what, of the game. Yeah. Yeah, juicing is part of the game now, man. So, pretty much what happens is when you see people get caught, it means they messed up somewhere and cycling off and getting back to clean. But if you're not thinking the majority of guys are somewhat, you know, taking supplements and doing something like it's part of the game now, man. And sadly, some people ain't good enough at it to get away with it. It's like, do you believe uh, most NFL linebackers are juicing right now? You know what I'm saying? It's just, you got to know how to cycle off and get clean before you get tested. And that's where some people slip up. And that's kind of where all that Balco stuff came from because Buddy was like, look, man, if y'all think we're doing something different than other folks, he's like, no, we're just good at it. And, and that's why they got away with it for so long. But, yeah, it's sad that we, we ain't going to get to see, you know, some of these fights because of this. Yeah, I mean, you would have had, you know, Jarrell Miller there, um, you know, against Jerry Forrest, and then, uh, you know, Jerry Forrest would have um, – 
you know, we would have seen what Jarrell Miller would have did against Jerry Forrest. But then, you know, later on down the line, you have all those other guys there at heavyweight sign with top rank, not just, you know, Tyson Fury and, um, uh, you know, with um, the thing with uh, Kubrick Pulev, you would have had, you know, Tony Yoka, you would have, uh, you know, Carlos Takam uh, there in, in the stable, um, you know, among others. So they would have been able to come up with uh, – you know, good matchups within top rank in the heavyweight division. Um, I know that there would have been like a little bit of a semi-rivalry between uh, Jarrell Miller and uh, Jared Anderson, uh, who calls himself the real big baby. Um, so, you know, that's, that's you know, all the possible matchups that could have been made. But he, you know, just ends up messing up once again, man. Yeah, man, you, you can't go to Planet Fitness and get a guy to to do this though. It's like you got to go and get you a top notch guy. If that's what you're gonna do, like if that's the, <laughs> if that's the role you want to take on, you got to get you a top notch guy who really knows what they're doing and kind of get you there where you need to be. And I'm not like trying to hype it up or whatever. I'm just saying I wish the rules were they had a set list of what you could take. And then that was that. Like, everybody's on the even playing field. There's, there's what you can take, and then we all know what's in everybody's system. But as of right now, man, some of these people world-class, they're getting on and getting off. Yeah, they're cycling in and cycling out, uh, you know, with this thing. And I, I guess, you know, with Miller, he, he got, you know, caught cycling with the stuff yet again. But, I mean, <laughs> when the last right. time – you know, when the last time you had three different, <laughs> three different steroid things in your system, man, like come on, like, like even like you, like he's like lucky that he even got six months for that, like six months, True. um, for for that because when you do like have three different ones, then you're like doing something with the intention, and that's the thing that um. Jerry Forrest was talking about. title or something 
I mean, right. man. Because <laughs> he, he won't be doing anything anytime soon. I mean, shoot, if you could have Tyson Fury going up against Braun Strowman in the WWE, then maybe yo, have, yo, have Vince McMahon on the line. He's like, yo, I got this big dude. <laughs> He's really strong guy, all these muscles. He need to call the Philippines, man. Your man never got popped, right? Still fighting man. to this day. Almost yeah. 60. Hey. Like, hey, they, they got that special stuff over there. Should have hired yeah, They got that special <laughs> stuff around them, man. Uh, shoot. But, yeah, that, that's going to be your real a real issue on what they're going to try to do in, in reference to that. But um, oh, another thing that I wanted to, like, kind of talk about, I uh, wish um, it was, like, someone else's uh, you know, on here, but it seemed like recently we thought that we had a specific fight that was going to happen uh, pretty soon, but it uh, looks like it has fallen apart, um, and that is the fight between – uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. Um, they were, you know, trying to have this particular fight be uh, the co-featured bout um, for uh, White versus Quebecan. Uh, originally scheduled to be a co-feature uh, in May with the original scheduled fight card in May. Uh, then, of course, you know, the May uh, card got scrapped. Uh, then they try to do the thing again in July, but that got scrapped. Um, and then now, uh, with the thing with uh, Matchroom now trying to, you know, have their fights uh, starting off in uh, August 1st and then concluding uh, with the series that they have uh, on August 22nd uh, with uh, Dylan White uh, going up against Alexander Povetkin. Uh But they said, like, Katie Taylor was supposed to uh, fight Amanda Serrano in that card, and it looked like everything was, you know, all good until recently, and uh, it's not, not. And it's been a back and forth between uh, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, Eddie Hearn, and Lou DeBella. And so we got to we got to see what's going on with all this, man, because um, somebody – Hey, what is it Rick Ross be saying? Or, you know, that rapper Rick Ross dude is like, somebody lying. Because, um, yeah, this thing ain't working, man. Yo, you, uh, this is this is for both of y'all. Y'all ever noticed that it's always Eddie that's in these situations? No, nobody's going to, like, shine the light on this. Like, nobody's going to find, um, you know, the pattern very glaring. It's like, I can name five situations. Right off the bat, all Eddie Hearn, the, the same situation over money. Oh, you sent the contract, Nick didn't. Signed the contract, Nick didn't. You know what I mean? Charlo versus Andre. Water versus White. Toronto, um, Toronto, Katie Taylor. Uh, Devin Haney, Teotimo Lopez. Um, Last one being, what was the last one that Eddie did? Uh, see, different single Canelo, that wasn't him. Um, 
Well, Charlo Jacobs isn't going to happen. Yeah, but you 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 remember? Oh, we wanted we we offered you to fight. You didn't want to fight. It's it, it's always this, this is always Eddie. Always, yo. It's like a negotiating trick you do it. In the media. Oh, seven farmer Jamonte Day. Sorry, yeah. Now, I think that one was on Farmer, though, wasn't it? Because he, yeah, yeah, because Farmer had his shot. He could have accepted that deal, but he said, "Nah, I'm good. You know, I'll be over here. You know, match room. You know, earning my one million a fight. Then eventually, you know, had that fight against Jojo Diaz, and well, it all came crashing down. Four, four. You had, uh, you were gonna say something? Yeah, no, I was gonna say he. He hit it on the head, man. It's that uh, it's that Jerry Jones con game. Jerry Jones been out here all summer. Yeah, man, Dak wants six years, $900 million. I don't think that's right. And then the reporter tweets it out, and then somebody else comes back to Jerry for a word, and Jerry like, oh, no, I don't know where that came from. I don't know who would say such a thing. Well, they negotiated through the media on Dak all summer. And that's kind of what he's talking about, like, when he says using the media as a way to negotiate, and then on the back end claim that, you was already. It's just the other side tripping. So no, nah, he he just laid it out, bro. That's the game. Well, I mean, over the past, what has it been? Hour, hour and a half. Um, you know, Hearn and and um, Lou DeBella have been going back and forth. And the, and the thing about it is, is like like these two guys, you know, usually you know been work you know work together uh, multiple times uh, for fights. So it's like, you know, now you have this thing going on. I'm like, jeez, man, like, come on. Like, what, what is you doing? You know, so, I mean, either one way or another, you know, we, we got to figure out what's going on. And, I, and, and recently he's talking about, uh, like, Lou never said that he, you know, accepted anything, that he said that he rescheduled you know, the fight between Taylor and Serrano um, for August 22nd. So he said, like, the terms that they agreed to were going to be locked in for that particular date. Um, but like I said, I, I want to I have uh, Lou DeBella eventually on here um, one time to actually explain all of this. But right now, I have another caller in here uh, who is the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club, Mr. Matthew Brown. Um, hopefully, he could uh, shed a little bit of light on the situation that's going on between Katie Tedder and Amanda Serrano. Um, so, uh, could you share your uh, stuff? Well, uh, we're not talking Deontay Wilder no more. That's what you explained that's working to the Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, hold on before you continue. So, does that mean that you relinquish your spot as the president of the Deontay Wilder fan club? It's on hold because his his brother, uh, Marcellus, uh, said some weird things on a post earlier talking about how Deontay Wilder basically got set up by someone in his own camp and Tyson Fury punched him with something besides his fist and he had a definite test. And I, 
Oh, too much going on. Too much going on. Oh, oh boy. All right, we'll 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 keep that we'll keep that on hold for another time. Uh, we'll probably have a, a a court session in reference to that. But yeah, uh, going to this thing with, um, to this thing with uh, Amanda Serrano and Katie Taylor, and um, how for multiple instances this fight could have happened but hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And um, not only that, I don't know who to blame, to be honest with you. We know Eddie Hearn's full of shit. All right, this we know. Because first he lied and said that Shavano wasn't asked to take a reduction. Then he came out and said she was asked to take a reduction. But forget it. She don't need to take one now. We can make the fight. So we know he's lying. Now, Serrano... If she's saying some stuff that's kind of fishy, either that, either she's lying, or she's telling on herself that she doesn't trust Lou DeBella. Because oh. every time Eddie Hearn says, Lou DeBella said this, Silvano attacks Lou DeBella and acts him as if she's taking Eddie's word for it. She made a weird post that said, oh, so Eddie Hearn and Lou DeBella are being to terms without talking to my manager. Serrano, you think your promoter would do that to you? So what are you really saying about Lou DeBella? And then she was like, oh, see, this is all I wanted to hear from Lou. Um, I'm with the team. I just don't want to be a toy for a promoter. I think she has trust issues with Lou DeBella, and I think that's something that we need to get to the bottom of. Um, as for the fight, I don't think the fight is happening because Eddie Hearn sent his henchman as soon as uh, you went live, his henchman, Mike Coppinger, wrote an article oh saying how, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, he, he flicked the henchman on him. First it was Manic, now here comes Coppinger. So uh, he wrote an article saying how Serrano was going to be on this reality show on Telemundo called Exaltone, something that I'll speak Spanish, some some reality show where she got a chance to win $200,000 and Eddie Hearn threatened legal action against Telemundo because he claims that they're interfering with the matchup of Serrano versus Taylor taking place. So now Coppinger is saying that she got kicked off of the show because of it and also the fight with Katie Taylor is off, so she's getting nothing. So I don't know what's going on with that, man, but it all stinks to high heaven. Wait, so, oh, so Mike Coppinger says about an hour ago, <laughs> like what you said, Amanda Serrano mm-hmm. was set to star in the Telemundo reality show in mm-hmm. <laughs> where winners in t- earn $200,000. Then Eddie Hearn threatened Telemundo with legal action, claiming interference with the fight against Kaylee Taylor. Now, Serrano is off the show, and the fight is off, too. What? Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh, and by the way. All right, y'all. I'll catch your head off. All right. All right, you go. I'll catch up with you by yourself. Hey, um, so the funny thing about uh, what Amanda Serrano said a few hours ago is the thing where she was talking about Lou DeBella 
and Eddie Hearn. That mm-hmm. post from Luke Bella is now deleted. There's no Yeah. It says this tweet is unavailable. Hold on, let me screenshot it. That's right. I'm going to screenshot this thing here. Let's see, uh, what is this? I'm on Windows, so we got a snipping tool, and um, yeah, so this whole thing here, uh, yeah, as it should be though, as it should be though. That that's supposed to be handled in face to face or direct talking to each other. Yeah, like it ain't supposed yeah. to be put out there for the public. So nah, I'm not no. trying to hear that. I like the. What you supposed to do? Damn all that! I, I want to hear the hey, spicy. I like that spicy. Hey, wait, 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 until Eddie Hearn had Katie Taylor put out a public tweet talking shit about Serrano, and that's when Serrano went off. And her, Eddie Hearn was yeah, going back and like, forth. Yep. Yeah, she was like, whoa, 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 Chopper sing like that, like that. Oh, yeah. hitting everybody. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You went too far. Yeah, yeah. like hold up here. But but, <laughs> but here's the thing that that I that that really like has me scratching my head is like we know that Eddie Hearn and Lou DeBella have worked together multiple times mm-hmm. uh, for you know getting fights made or making fights happen. So when it comes to something like this. For it to be this messy, oh man! Like, but yo, you have to take into account. Progress versus Hooker also fall apart too. Same two promoters. Yep, that's right. But so maybe there's trouble maybe, in paradise. But, man, maybe, but yo, that Progress Hooker one. I'm sorry, man. I I I gotta I gotta blame Hooker on that one, man. I gotta blame Hooker on that. He didn't want that smoke. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sorry, man, but that that one's on him. He 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 said, yeah, um, I'm not sure about this particular fight. Let me, uh, you know, eat some food, get up to 168 <laughs> or something, and say, I hey, what Dallas uh, barbecue? Uh, yeah, hey, that Dallas barbecue is. Hey, listen, <laughs> I went to a couple of them, man. Well, I went to one. I went to one of them with uh, your boy, but I. But you know who that is, so I'm not yeah. going to mention his name. <laughs> and you could take you could take one look at Bomac and know that he's not keeping uh Hooker in shape. He can't even keep talking <laughs> in shape. Oh, so yo, that's that a, yo, that's another person. That's another person I got to get on here is Bomac because you versus Bomac. Oh my! I'm tired God. of him. I'm tired of him because he because you see he talked too much. And he's supposed to be a manager, okay? You can't talk too much when you got Terrence Crawford in that slave contract with top rank when he's still playing Chris Middendorf, paid himself for everything. So you can't talk because you're not handling the business the way you're supposed to. 
Yeah, man, he's he's kind of you know been been fairly vocal um, in, in 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 some of these uh, fight negotiation type things, but yeah. uh, you know, hasn't really been much going on you know outside of that, man. So, but but did yeah, you see the fella called um, Eddie Hearn's backyard, the Matchroom Plantation? Oh, <laughs> that right there. That right there should be them to, you know, breaking ties. When he said that that was the natural plantation, oh, my God. I damn near lost it. They <laughs> <laughs> called it the natural plantation. And, and no lie, you look at it, it do look like a plantation. Yo, you look at it, yo, you look at the films, I'm like, oh, hey, yo. What, what, oh, yo, shit. Remember, Hey, you know the whole thing that was going on with Barry Hearn too. What Barry Hearn said. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, 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 oh no. Honestly, I was expecting to see Dillian White like on the porch or something like that. Man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. Maybe Martin Bacoli or something. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah, it's horrible, man. Hey, you, you, you missed the part here where we were talking about uh your boy um Mr. GNC. I mean, um damn. Um <laughs> you know, my boy man, Jarrell Miller, man. Yeah, man. That's oh. that's that's honestly just he got to go. You know, him, Billy and White, Luis Ortiz, Alexander Pavetkin, they need to be there for life. For life. Nah, man, Luis Ortiz got to still be up, man, because he, he he might have another <laughs> fight with Wilder. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, who knows? Yeah, he might. Maybe Wilder might fight him if he loses to Fury and he got to make a comeback fight. Third fight with Luis yeah. Ortiz. Complete, complete that. Oh, my God. Why fight is not losing to Fury anyway? So why am I even speaking that negativity to existence? That's not going to happen. You know, oh, I forgot. But, but, <laughs> Yo, but the disrespect is strong, man. That boy was talking about fighting uh, Joshua like the Wilder rematch is just, you know what I mean? That's just business he got to take care of. Like, he ain't even thinking about Wilder. Like, yeah, after I fight this little dude again, then I'm going to go fight Joshua. Like, yo, the disrespect is real out here for your man right now. Well, but here's the thing with that. I don't, I'm not going to think about that because we know that. That was room trying to get people not to think about Anthony Joshua's Black Lives Matter speech, and that was on the ESPN top-ranked side, trying to get people to not think about how you have an Irish mob boss who has killed double-digit people in boxing working with Tyson Fury. It it was just a distraction. That's all it was, and it didn't work (laughs) because uh, now Kennehan's really been exposed. Well, you see how you see how they tried to quietly dis uh, disassociate from him. Mm-hmm. They recently did that, you know. Yeah. But <laughs> but I'm like, oh. it is what it is, <laughs> right? So so yeah, that's what's uh, you know going down, man. Um, I don't know if y'all uh, you know, yo, I'll, look, I'll, look, I'll it, it, look, man. if they had that rematch. 
if I see Wilder walking backwards again, I'm turning the fight off to start. I'm, I'm not even going to watch it if I see that <laughs> yep. man walking backwards again. Yep. I don't yep. ever want to see that again yep. in my life. Like, bro, you a hunter. You, you you don't get out here on this reacting, counterpunching stuff. Like, no, bro. You walk people down. That's who you are. That's a so fact. I, I don't want to see that ever again, bro. That's a fact. Yeah, that yeah. is a fact. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's kind of like who he is in a sense some ways, but other ways, like, you know, he he, come, he comes forward a lot, but it's against fighters that are, you know, significantly either shorter than him or have a shorter reach. So he has to be able to make a significant adjustment to someone that is taller and has longer reach than him. Did you get a chance to cover Jamel Charlo absolutely roasting Oscar De La Hoya? Nope. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like you said, man. Hey, I didn't hear it. Oscar, Oscar, damn why. You better check those numbers, man. You better check exactly. those numbers. You see how much you paid me? You better check those numbers. <laughs> Oscar made a big mistake trying to send a shot at Charlo. Because Charlo did not mince any words. And he ain't listen. <laughs> he said, listen, I ain't trying to recruit Ryan Garcia. I ain't trying to do nothing but tell my truth about what happened to me and my brother when we were that golden boy. Yeah. Hey, let me see if I got another uh, person on uh, here live. Um, is this uh, Coop 92? Yeah, is it Coop? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, man. Yeah, um, you were talking about this thing with uh, Charlo and Oscar De La Hoya, man. Yeah, uh, Oscar, Oscar was like, yeah, I mean, I had Charlo, but Charlo wasn't really doing anything. I mean, he had these fights on the Golden Boy, but he wasn't making any noise. You know, I mean, I don't know what, what he was talking about, but, yo, Charlo got all them. And he's like, yo. I tried to get my brother on. They wouldn't even get my mm-hmm. brother on. I was like, man. But all this time, he tried to set me up against Demetrius Hopkins. Yep. Exactly. And these other fights. Uh-huh. And, yep. And, like, and like, I'm like, yo, get my brother on. Why are you signing him? Why ain't you signing him? And he never did. Yeah, brother, they're they're, they're, uh, they're packaged, you know, they're twins. Yep. They can play. Yeah. Yeah. But listen, I think they chose the right path. They chose the right, the right. They made a. I think they picked the right uh, route. You know. Yeah, they you know ended up being uh, advised by Heyman, kind of like running their own little show, Lions Only uh, Promotions, still right now for the time being. So, you know, they're kind of like you know they feel that they're doing good, man. You know, they have, like, their own gyms and other things going on. So, you know, yeah. it looks like that, you know, it's, it's, it's going good for them. Yeah. yeah. How was it going for Rashidi Ellis, that golden boy? You know, does he even exist anymore? Oh, wait. What was the other thing that happened? Oh, shoot. Uh, dang, why is Sam left? I wanted to talk about that thing again, man. Yo. That was another thing. Uh, nah, not with the uh, you know Charlo thing, but uh, what was it? Was it the thing with Ellis? Uh, the thing for Showtime or whatnot? 
all of no, them. No, that was a beat. That was Boots. Yeah. That was Boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. Oh, yeah, that's an uh, interesting situation. There's another one with uh, Maurice Hooker, man. That was another thing yeah. with Maurice Hooker. They were like, oh, uh, the reason why we didn't want to go forward with the fight with uh, Regis Prograce was because we were going to set up a fight between Jerome Bruce Ennis and 147. And I'm yeah. like, what? We ain't yeah. got nothing. <laughs> we have no word about fighting uh, Maurice Hooker at 147. And you said, like, oh, but they didn't really want to fight. And they were like, man, Maurice Hooker? Like, <laughs> we got Maurice Hooker? Are you serious? Like, come on, man. Like, nah. Nah, that's, that, that was just hilarious. But, but see, what happened with that, man, is like now – because of all the stuff that went out as far as, like, um, you know, Boots and, and, and them not talking directly to Boots, now he's kind of shut shut off anything with interviews for the time being. Mm-hmm. He shut it off. And I'm like, man, what was that? Was that Coppinger again? That oh, was man. Coppinger again, the henchman. I'm telling you. Yo, I think I'd be saying shit to be funny. I'd be dead-ass serious. These reporters are henchmen for Eddie in the Zone. Whenever there's a problem with Eddie in the Zone, you will see Coppinger or Chris Mannix. Whenever there's a problem with Golden Boy, you will see Steve Kemp. These reporters are shit. But this ain't been, you know, much different than what it was before. Like, if anybody had something for top rank of Golden Boy, you would have somebody from ESPN coming up saying something. Or something against Floyd Mayweather, they would have somebody there queued up to say something. Like it's been no different, you know. But yo, the, yeah, this thing with Mike, yo, that that's. I'm like, come on, man. This is what they be paying y'all for. This is what they. This is what they find Steve Kim for. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Steve so Kim has an info Ryan Garcia. Steve Kim, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's just... Now, Steve Kim, remember, uh, he was, uh, what was he, with the boxing team before and then got signed by ESPN? Yeah. Yeah. So that was, and that was like, what, four months ago? It had to be around four yep. months ago to the day because, you know, Dan, by the time uh, Dan was there over in uh, Texas, he was he was there talking with um, Keith Ida. And I was like, man, I ain't know, I ain't know that Keith Isaac was gonna put him on the boxing scene after that, but that's what ended up happening. Yeah, Dan he's a he's a he's still created or did he sign with somebody? Now he's with boxing scene, so you'll see articles. Yeah, you'll see articles on. Boxing scene's cool. Yeah, it's cool, but it's a, it's a little bit of a step down and being you know all good with ESPN, buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's true. But to me, somebody like Dan, you guys remember when uh, Dan Rafael uh, uh, to help? What about this cheeseburger? <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to be slandering the great Dan Rafael. Come on now. Let's not, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's hey, not do that. that's Adrian Broner. But that's Adrian Broner. He slanders everybody. You know that. What did he that say to uh? 
What did he say to Radio Raheem? <laughs> he said, fuck boxing and fuck you, brother. Fuck you and fuck boxing, brother. He got some legendary, legendary quotes. Yep, he does, he does. Gang, gang. Hey, can, man. Yeah, anybody can get it. It's like, it's like, oh, uh, so you're saying you you listen to my album or the album dropped? Like, which one is it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, jeez, man. But, yo, yeah, these these yo these columnists, man. I don't know what it is, man. They be getting they be getting bonuses under the table or something. To, to, to <laughs> yeah,
we can't be giving you free pizzas anymore. Like, <laughs> hey, come on, man. Stop fat shaming him, man. Free pizza. <laughs> no, but, but real, real talk, real talk, you remember what happened? People started cutting the cord on cable, right? And remember, ESPN used to be linked into a lot of those cable packages where people automatically yeah. got it. And then when people yeah. started splitting up their cable and doing that, at that point, yep. ESPN just started cutting people, man, letting people go left and right, man. So yep. John Skipper had to go. A whole bunch of people had to go, bro. Yo, I mean, they didn't, They dropped um, – who did they drop? Uh, that's over on Fox. They dropped a few people that's over on Fox now. Um, Are you talking about Skip Bayless? And oh, yeah. Faceless. I mean, Bayless. Um, yep. Yeah, I like yeah, Whitlock. Man. They let they let Whitlock go about a month ago, and Whitlock's gone too. Oh, and yeah, then he went over to Fox Sports, yeah. and he got let go again. Yeah, he got let go again. Yep. But Will Kane is about to go over there. Yeah, they're gonna have a good <laughs> good amount of turnover from ESPN over to these other you know networks, man. So, are you gonna be seeing it's the same? Who are you gonna see? You're gonna see Kerry Champion for like. You know, five hours Yeah, that's, 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 that's
Yeah. <laughs> well, he did lose to Lamont Roach, I guess. That was, uh, yeah, I guess that's what um, you know, what happened uh, there. So I guess that they were going to match uh, a Kendall up against Jamal Herring. And then after that, he would have his fight with Carl Frampton. And then let's see what happens in 2021 with Jamal Herring. If he, you know, gets a Virgil Valdez winner, then that's great. But if not, then he's going to go up to 135. You know what's interesting though? Quinto beat Roach for real. Yeah. Hold on, you said something about Roach. Yeah, Oquindo beat Roach for real. It was on a uh, on a con uh, Crawford undercard. He beat Roach. For, he beat Roach for real. He didn't get the decision. He actually beat him cleaner than uh, Jamel did. Man. It's yeah, a dirty that's, game. That's <laughs> it's a dirty no. game. Yeah, man, it is. Uh, so that's hey, dirty, you know, dirty as the game is, it, it's more fair than UFC, man. That boy Dana White running that thing with an iron fist, bro. He's oh, shaking yeah. Oh, yeah. money out pocket, uh, out fighters' pockets. Like, yeah, hustling. <laughs> he got him. Like, that's ridiculous. And shaking, shaking the, you know, shaking them <laughs> so the money gets out of the pockets. You know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah, man. Or, or, or yeah. had him like a. What, how they say, uh, was it, Suge Knight had uh, vanilla ice or something like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell what you want about boxing. It ain't as bad as that, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm like, man, it's, it's, it's just craziness out here, man. But, um, man, I was just trying to, yeah. Now, uh, what you were saying there, cool? I was going to say, like, I mean, but that's like the, you know, because like, I'm conflicted because, you know, like, they're putting all fire shows right now. Like, their shows are fire. Like, they're putting top, top-notch matches right now. They're putting top five through the top five. But, I mean, they're not getting paid that much, so, you know what I mean? Like, so yep. it's like, yep. good and bad, you know, at the same time. True. Um, yo, there was, like, one thing that I did, um, bring up, I think, uh, Wednesday that they had, like, news coming down. There was one fight that I was looking forward to in July, and that was uh, Elder Alvarez versus Joe Smith Jr., but with Elder Alvarez suffering a shoulder injury, that fight has been uh, scrapped. So that, you know, you know that like, kind of, like, takes away – you know, a fairly good – I think it would have been a pretty good fight between those two guys uh, there, particularly in the light heavyweight division. Um, yeah, that would have been the best fight of the summer by, by far. Yeah, easily. So, um, so that's the thing, man. I, I'm kind of like seeing, like, how most of these uh, things are going to be shaping up uh, until we have, like, I guess, that white Kovetkin fight in the uh, – August 22nd, you know, we'll see how, you know, most of these uh, bigger events uh, turn out, man. But, you know, until until then, it's – I don't know, man. I, it, yeah, this this thing with top rank, man, it's, it's kind of rough, man. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. I, I, I had to say it, man. I, I couldn't make it to the, uh, the, um, the Thursday card. I couldn't make it, I man. fell asleep. Man, so did I. I'm sorry, I put it on back. I fell asleep. I, did. I fell asleep. Yeah, I fell asleep. I, I missed I missed Abraham Nova. 
against uh, Avery Sparrow. I missed the same with Jason Maloney. I, I missed all of that. So I'm like, come on, I, I can't. So I why can't why are they dragging these cards out over four hours? Four hours, man. Like you can't do this, man. Like I mean, what is this thing? Um, the uh, Navarrete card. Main event is at oh one thirty in the morning. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys are on East Coast time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once that thing was like, uh, you know, starting at eleven o'clock. And and here's the here's the worst part. And I think it happened on both occasions on Saturday. They followed yeah. UFC. So UFC was running over on both cars, particularly the one last night. So last night, you didn't really have that thing start until 1130 Eastern time or whatever. So and it wasn't even live. They ran it on a delay. Yeah, so I was like, man, yeah, this thing can't, yeah. you know, it can't work, man. I can't, I can't take no more, not much more of a, yeah, Dre, He's using both hands, uh, or <laughs> or yes, he, he he's using both feet. Well, like come on, Tim man. Bradley, Tim Bradley it. last night said <laughs> that the guy yeah, had hey, a red spot it, on his it's stomach it's that I, looked I, like I, Jupiter. Hold up, Baku. I'm not even interested. In. Back to Washington, I'm just using Call of Duty. Oh jeez, Call of Duty. Like, like, I can't. I'm not going to watch that as trash. Like, it's just mismatch after mismatch. Yeah, man. Hey, dang, man. What? Yo. Hey, they dug it. They dug it. Come on. You Yo, know I live in the hood, yeah. man. Stop it. You know, you know I'm in the gloom, too, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah no, Stand man. up, baby. Hey, man. Yo. Man, they having all them fireworks and the low out there, man. Yo, you got to be careful out there, son. Hey, you won't be fireworks. I know, right? Drop the roster from Monday Night Football, man. Like, come yeah. on. 
Yeah, uh, Tuscatore is trash. Yeah, like uh, I'm sorry, man. Yo, he, yo, y'all gotta, y'all gotta get somebody else, man. Like if you can't get um, uh, you know, like at least PBC group is you know a little bit better, man. But this is just, uh.
And I, told I, I, him I, I know you're not going to say that. I, know, you, you I told him that he was on the show, too. I was like, ah, I don't know about that, boy. I don't know about that right there, boy. <laughs> well, you had, you know, knocked down by Canelo, but I, I still hate Man, he beat Canelo, man. He beat Canelo. Y'all need to stop it. Y'all just hate Canelo. <laughs> Taking uh, on my my Irish Mexican brother. Oh boy! So, what did you have? It. Me, I had the thing uh, for you know for Trout, just with you know that one thing, with one um that one point. So, I mean, yeah, he came back strong. He did come back strong in the later rounds. Yeah. But uh, yo, speaking of Canelo, man, like what what are they gonna do with him, man? I, I haven't seen any updates yet. On where it's, where it's going to go. Like, if Jeremy and Chanko's in the running. It's going to be Caleb Plant, uh, man. I'm telling you. It's going to be Plant. It's going to be Plant. Watch. Like, if he's going to take $5 million or so, then, you know, maybe. But it just uh, depends on where they're going to hold the fight. I don't think they're going to have it without any fans that let that. You know that's not gonna, you know, be all all that good. You know. Yeah, I think you're right. Not, I don't think it's gonna be a big thing. Yeah. So, They're not gonna have to have it with no fans. They're gonna do it fifty percent capacity, at, in one of these red states who don't care about coronavirus. <laughs> God. Yep. 
So then it'll be so, somebody lesser than than McGee. I think McGee is going to fight somebody like Turiano Johnson, man. Watch. Yeah, something like that. Probably fight Willie Monroe. Oh, I'll watch that. Yeah, I think that's going to happen. Um, jeez, man, that leaves that leaves Andre with nobody. He might have a rematch with Delonte Fox or something. Now uh, we're going to see Andre again. Who's the British guy with the gray hair? Uh, the, the one of the Liams. She gonna oh, fight one of the Liams. Liam Williams. <laughs> yeah. He ain't, he ain't fighting BC. He's fighting Williams. So. Oh man, that's gonna be yeah. Well, Andre, the main. Let's be. You know, he should have a fight with Drevinchenko. Like, if he would like have a fight with with Drevinchenko, then yeah, we would be able to like say, hey, finally he gets. You know, some type of fight that you know would be kind of good, but uh, we haven't really seen that. This terrible high career, man. A potential opponent. None of them are fighting me. Yeah, but that's the thing. Everybody's waiting on Canelo. You know, everybody from you know one sixty to one seventy five is waiting on Canelo. Carlo, Plant, Benavides, Dubu. Uh, Smith, Smith, Saunders, Baval, Baval. Man, who gives a right. fuck about Baval, man? <laughs> Why do a damn about a goddamn Baval? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I think just... you're gonna see you're gonna see a lot of things shake out this week because um, Samson Lukowicz he says that he's gonna be. Announcing fights for PBC um, for July and August, um, and you know he has Benavidez, he has um, uh, Jason Rosario, he has guys like that. Yeah. Then you have um, the WBA is going to be having their convention this week, and they said on Thursday they're going to be announcing all the rankings and all the mandatories and stuff like that. So I think you're going to see a lot of, of the rest of the boxing schedule take shape later on this week. Oh, yeah, it's true. You're, you're right. You're, I heard that you, uh, Showtime, Showtime's coming back to, to finish the year off uh, with yeah. the schedule back. Yeah, true. Yeah. That'd be cool. Um, and they had, uh, what was what was the fight going to be on Fox? Uh, Are you talking uh, about Jamal James versus uh, yeah, Jamal James, Thomas, Thomas Delorme? Yeah. So after that, you're going to see a few more of these fights be announced on the PBC schedule. Yeah. Um, I think Benavidez is going to fight Romer and Gulo. I think you're going to yeah. see that. That was supposed to take place already. Uh, you're probably going to see Rosario versus Charlo because that's yep. what Charlo said. Charlo said that's his next yeah. fight. So they're going to yep. somehow make that fight yep. happen. That's what I'm looking forward to. That sounds, that sounds like a showtime fight right there. Yes. Uh, I think I think Benavides is going to be a Showtime fight, and I think Charlo is going to be on Fox. All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. I mean, either yeah, either or, um, you know, those fights will end up uh, on Showtime and Fox. So that's kind of like how that's going to turn out. Um, geez. I don't know what that is, man. Like, <laughs> no, I'm in the hood, man. 